Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're continuing our series on how we found our Great Loop boat, and our guests are Jeff and Doris Warren. They'll be joining us in just a moment, but before I officially bring them into the conversation, I want to take just a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And Jeff and Doris, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to see you. And, and we started this series back in 2021 as it got tougher and tougher for people to find a boat for the Great Loop because inventory is so low for what's on the market. And we kind of envisioned this as a way to help others figure out a little bit more about how the process is working um, and how others found the right boat for them. So let's uh, jump in. Go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourselves and your plans for the Great Loop. Well, we're Jeff and Doris Warren. We live in Irmo, South Carolina, just outside of Columbia. Uh, we're high school sweethearts. Been married 48 years. Have two sons and a daughter, two daughters-in-law, and three grandchildren. And we're currently on our boat in Marathon and plan to do the Loop in 2022. Well, and, and Marathon's a great place to be this time of year. Are you uh, tied up at a marina there? Yes, we're at the Marathon Marine. Nice. Beautiful. We are actually headed there. Um, we've got, a, I guess, maybe six more weeks here in Fort Myers and then headed down to Marathon. So I'm very excited to get there. Um, so this is not your first boat. So let's talk a little bit about, um, well, Let's end the suspense first and tell everybody what boat that you actually have purchased for the Great Loop. We bought a Magna Marine Nova Scotia 47 Pilot House Trawler. Okay. It's a 2003 model. Okay. And we'll get into all of the specs of the boat shortly. But first, tell us a little bit about your prior boats um, and how those previous boats influenced your choice when picking out your Great Loop boat. So our first family boat was a pontoon boat. Uh, when our oldest son got too big for the pontoon boat to pull him skiing, we bought a 10-year-old 19-foot Grady White tournament uh, dual console boat. We later moved to Lake Murray in Columbia, outside of Columbia, and bought a 22-foot Grady White tournament. And when we bought this boat, I told Doris, we ought to take the boat to the coast and do some cruising on the intercoastal waterway. And Doris responded, before you do that. You got to know more than you know now. <laughs> but, I, but I did say it nicely. <laughs> so I, you know, this was back in 2007. So I, I looked around and decided to sign up for a six-pack license course offered by C-School. I did that. And during the class, the instructor said he had a student that had bought a monk trawler and done the loop. And that's the first time I had heard about the loop. Mm -hmm. I went home that evening and uh, went to the blog for the student and started seeing how they had posted what they had done every day. And I told Doris, this sounded like fun. We found the AGLCA website and signed up to attend the Norfolk rendezvous. And I think I was hooked 
more than Doris immediately. In the beginning. <laughs> we also went to another rendezvous, Joe Wheeler. I told her as we watched the boats go away that morning at the end of the rendezvous, I wasn't going to another rendezvous until we were in a boat ready to do the loop. <laughs> that's really a sight to see. That That's nice to watch. So it, we had it really some good is, yes. It, it is. I, it, I, I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. so we had some good friends who had done the loop and we invited them to go with us to a trawler fest in Baltimore and that ultimately led us to the fever and little river and we liked it a lot but didn't think we had our finances in order to buy a boat so our idea was to sell our lake home buy a lot build a patio home uh, free up some cash and eliminate some yard maintenance and so we put a deposit on a lot and brought my parents out who were in their late 80s to see the lot. And uh, within the week uh, of doing that, my mother fell and hip was broken. And we realized it wasn't time to buy a big boat. So we uh, went back to the lot owner, got a refund and, and decided to wait. Um, interestingly enough, we, we at that point, still weren't satisfied to not go cruising. So we, we bought a Rosper, a mm -hmm. 24 foot trailerable trawler and had a diesel pickup truck to haul it. And we brought it down to Marathon on our first trip and, and cruised the Keys for two weeks. And then ultimately cruised North, all of North and South Carolina coast and realized we were hooked. I'm an engineer, I have a consulting business that investigates accidents. I'm in the process of selling it, but I'm still working. And, and uh, we, we just thought the Rossboro, while we could do the loop, we thought it was too small for what we wanted. But it's a great boat, just smaller than what we wanted to do the loop. Yeah, and that speaks very well to the idea that everybody's perfect great loop boat is different because there are people who do it in a Rossboro of that size. I know, um, I know. I and love it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 nice to hear from somebody who has had that experience, but also um, recognize that maybe that wasn't the perfect boat for them. So, and I love that you had lots of previous boats and previous boating experience because it it kind of gave you a head start from where a lot of loopers are in trying to decide what boat is best for them. So, taking that experience and that familiarity with lots of different kinds of boats. Tell us about, you know, as you set out to find the one for the Great Loop, what were some of the features that were most important to you? Well, we, we wanted good fuel economy. Uh, that led us toward a trawler. Uh, even in, I mean, we get as good a fuel economy in this Rossboro, I mean, in this uh, trawler that we have now than we got in our Rossboro with twin 115 engines. So, it would go faster, but it, it, we didn't get any better fuel economy. We also were very concerned about safety as we go through the locks. So we wanted walk around docks with high rails, uh, which our boat has. Uh, with him being an engineer, safety was a big thing, and mm -hmm. which I'm appreciative of. We 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 also wanted a good refrigerator in our in our Rossboro. We had the situation where your ice cream was always soft and your lettuce was frozen, <laughs> and so our boat has a a small household 15 cubic foot refrigerator with a separate ice maker. We like that. Mm -hmm. Dara said she wanted a, a washer and dryer. That was a must. <laughs> and, and we, we like the good shower that we have in our boat too. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. This is this shower in here is just like the one at home. It's very, it's nice. So in addition to then kind of those must haves and, and I hear you on the washer and dryer, Doris, <laughs> um, what were some of Small the loads every day, right? Or every other day. <laughs> we do not have one aboard. So, um, and the marina oh. laundry is fine, but every once in a while I'm like, Oh, I have to walk up there again to do laundry. <laughs> um, but so tell us in addition to those must haves, what were some of the nice to haves that you had identified for the boat? So our boat currently has a shower that's shared by two heads. Um, and the, the second head is in a, a V-berth stateroom that has a Murphy bed that lays down. And uh, we think that the bathroom privacy is just a little bit lacking for two couples. Come on. It's great for our grandchildren yeah. when they come. Mm -hmm. So we would have liked to have had uh, you know, private staterooms with separate head for guests. Uh, we would have enjoyed having another room that I could have used as a study. I ended up building a uh, stand-up desk computer situation for this little V-birth room. And then mm -hmm. we, we thought the pilot house would be nice to have, but it wasn't a must-have. Gotcha. So uh, tell us again um, what you bought and give us some of the specs, you know, um, in, in terms of the engine, the layout, how many uh, staterooms, um, your normal cruising speed, those kinds of things. Yeah, so we, we bought a 2003 Nova Scotia 47 pilot house trailer made by Magna Marine. Apparently Magna Marine made four of these and then went out of business. Uh, it's it's a wide beam boat. It's uh, 17 feet, nine inches wide. Uh, it has a draft of about five feet. Um, it's uh, cruises with, it has a single Cummins 6 CTA 8.3, 480 horsepower engine. Um, it has a protected keel, uh, bow and stern thrusters. Uh, it's got a fly bridge. And a pilot house. So, and I think you mentioned two staterooms. Is that correct, or is there actually three? That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's got a midship master stateroom with a walk around queen size bed, and has a walk-in closet, washer and a dryer, uh, and, and a head uh, that goes into a nice stand-up shower. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, that, that same shower has a door on the other side that goes into the head for the guest stateroom, which has uh, a, a sofa. Across, it's a, it's a built-in couch that then lays down and has a, a Murphy bed that lays down to make mm -hmm. a, a bed, which is good for it. It's it, great for grandchildren. Yeah. And we bought a mattress and then had it you know cut to fit. Um, so it, it works out very well. And then he's able to just move all of the um, computer, computer uh, technical things mm -hmm. right. <laughs> to, the side, to the side and uh, we lay down the Murphy bed and it works out very well. Yeah, it sounds like a, a great layout. Um, you mentioned it's a, a single engine, but you do have bow and stern thrusters, um, which on a single engine in a boat that size is I'm sure very helpful. Um, was because we we get the question all the time, you know, single versus uh, dual engines, and it's there is no right answer <laughs> to that. 
Um, but what were your thoughts as you were searching? Did you per specifically want a single engine or did you uh, leave all, all options open there? Well, I, I mean, I think the options were open. There's certainly advantages to dual engines. Uh, it, it's twice the work though, to maintain a dual engine boat as a single engine boat. And, and uh, one of the things this boat has is you can go out of the master stateroom through a door and there is a stand-up place in the engine room with a workbench uh, and there's plenty of room to walk all the way around the, the boat. I didn't mention, but we have also a 17 kilowatt generator. Mm -hmm. uh, we have five large 250 amp batteries and three solar panels. Uh, so we can, we can anchor out and be comfortable also. Mm -hmm. What's your, uh, so far in your cruising, what's been kind of your, your sweet spot on your typical cruising speed? And if you know it, you know, what, what kind of fuel burn does she get at that speed? Yeah. So the, I, I'm sort of amazed that I can drive a boat this uh, size for five gallons. An hour. Uh, I, I think about a five gallon can of fuel and pushing this great big 60,000 pound boat and uh, that's sort of the max fuel burn that I, I do. It runs about 1,650 RPM and, and, and goes about seven and a half knots or eight and a half miles an hour uh -huh. at that speed. Yeah. So are there any of, of you know, kind of the must-have features or, or the, the things you really wanted that you compromised on and didn't find on this boat. I know you mentioned um, having an actual um, two separate heads would have been your preference as opposed to the arrangement where the two heads share one shower. Anything else that um, you know perhaps was kind of high on the list, but you compromised when you found this boat? Um, well, I, I would say I, we, we would enjoy having uh, the ability to bring other families on board uh, friends and and but I've convinced myself that to do that comfortably you probably need another 10 feet in length and of course that cost you in fuel economy and it cost you in marina stays sure every boat has a compromise and that's our compromise at this point yeah um and, and Doris how is that washer and dryer oh it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy it yes and um, some of what I hear from people, some of the older models of those, um, when it's a combined unit and isn't vented, sometimes are challenging on the drying part. Um, yeah. Is yours well, the combined not, unit? And no, this is not a combined unit. Actually, it's separate. And, Very nice. And it is vented. And it is vented. And I really don't have a, a problem. And as far as big towels or things like that, you know, he's got a little clothesline on the, on the back and Yep. <laughs> so I, if I want to hang up the towels, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But no, I really, I really enjoy that. And Excellent. it would be nice to have a separate bedroom, um, as we were talking about a while ago. But uh, this works well. So far, we've been able to have the grandchildren. And as the grandma, you know, that's, that's a big deal. That's and important. So we, Absolutely. You know, making memories like that. But um, that, that was a compromise that we, we were okay yeah. for now. All right, well, let's take a quick break and play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, I, I want to talk about the process that you went through to find this particular boat. So we'll be back in a moment. Did you know that every mile of the Great Loop is covered by Skipper Bob guides? 
Its mile-by-mile -mile format is a great planning tool and essential at the helm. On the most popular routes and side trips, Skipper Bob covers preparation, navigation, bridges and locks, and the best places to visit. Skipper Bob guides are updated each year, and its website keeps you current with navigation alerts and cruising news. To check it out, go to skipperbob.net. Skipper Bob is a proud Admiral Sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guests today are Jeff and Doris Warren. They are on their boat in Marathon, um, living the life and living the dream. Um, and we are chatting with them about their boat for the Great Loop. We've heard a lot about it. Um, tell us now a little bit about uh, how you went about the process of finding the boat. So we hired a buyer's broker. Mm -hmm. The broker we hired was Zimmerman Marine, and we worked with Haywood May. And the way that process worked is we put together a budget and sent them a check for 1% of the purchase price. And they put that in escrow, and we signed a contract. Um, what they agreed to do was give us a credit for work done in their marinas or boat yards equal to 1% of the cost of the boat. Mm -hmm. and so, you know, it was just that, that money was used to pay expenses for the broker going to look at the boat, et cetera. They interviewed us, asked us what we wanted in a boat. We talked about that. And then they started looking and we started looking. It turns out, Right around New Year's, I was looking on Yacht World one Sunday morning, and I saw this boat listed. It had only been on the, apparently, it had only been listed two or three days. And I walked into the bathroom where Doris was getting ready for church. And we were going to go to church, and I said, I think I just found our boat. That's and, literally what he said. And, he, he, looked, he was looking at it all, all the time. But he walked in, it was like, this was almost a done deal. And his, it was, it was the right. <laughs> so I called the broker on Monday morning. And on Friday, we had an appointment to, to look at that boat. Uh, I guess we went down on Friday around. and we looked at the boat on Saturday. And then the offer was actually accepted on Monday, I believe. Uh -huh. We closed on the boat February the 8th of 2018 of 2018. So a little bit before um, the pandemic and a little bit before it became a little bit more challenging <laughs> time frame wise yeah. to find a boat. Um, so were there any other boats that you actually got to the point where you physically traveled to see it before this one? Or was it mostly kind of virtual searching before that? So, so we had looked, you know, I told you about the, the 2012 adventure where we went and saw uh, the fever and little river that we liked. We went and looked at another uh, boat that was advertised by owner uh, down in the Charleston area, but that was a, a year or so before we actually signed up with the buyer's broker. Uh -huh. When we signed up with the buyer's broker, this was the only boat that we went to look at with the Right. And that probably largely speaks to the fact that you had been boat owners for so long and, and knew a lot about what you liked and didn't like in certain boats and had had um, another loop capable boat, certainly in the Rossboro uh, previously. So I think you mentioned that only four of these were built. 
what is and, and you bought it in 2018 so you had it for a good few years before you really started the loop what's kind of your plan when you finish the loop do you plan to hold on to the boat for a while um i hope so uh, mm-hmm. we we you know i i think we may want to do the loop so um <laughs> yeah why not right <laughs> I, I, yeah i'm i'm excited about finally getting the time and the ability to, to do that but we we're not you know the goal is not to put the boat up for sale when the day we we cross our way yeah and one of the reasons i brought that up is because with it being um a boat that is less popular for the great loop probably solely because there just aren't that many of them um some folks who plan to buy a boat for the loop do the loop and then sell the boat kind of shy away a little bit from uh, the less popular brands because they can be harder to sell. So I just kind of wanted, I was curious about your plans. Obviously you've already had it for three or four years um, and we'll do the loop for a period of time. And the fact that you plan to keep it after that kind of also speaks to that decision. You know, that isn't a concern for you if you're holding onto the boat long-term. So was just kind of curious about that. Um, any, obviously the process went pretty smoothly for you. Um, but any thoughts as experienced boat owners now or any lessons learned in that process that you might want to share with those who are currently in the market for a boat and perhaps a little frustrated by the current status? Yeah, so, so the first thing, I just want to respond to your comment about the less popular boat. This boat yeah. is has an interesting character to it. It's a high boat off the water, about eight feet in the front, and Everybody that walks by says, I love your boat. So I, I don't think selling the boat is going to be a problem. Um, with terms of lessons learned, I, I would strongly recommend hiring a buyer's broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, they split their fee with the seller, and you're going to pay that anyway. Uh, and they, while we had had other boats, we hadn't had another big boat. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of stuff to to look at and deal with and learn. learn and and they gave us confidence. They helped us pick a surveyor for the hull and they helped us pick a surveyor for the engine. And it, they even guaranteed that if there was something not picked up by the surveyor within the first year that they would pay up to half of their fee to help have that taken care of. We didn't have that problem, but right. that that was important to us. Um, when we bought our boat, we, we loved the shape of the boat, the size of the boat, but the finish, the, the surveyor said, you don't have a yacht finish on your boat. You have a fish boat finish. Uh, and by that, there had been, apparently when the boat was new, it was being transferred from Nova Scotia to Florida. It stopped at a boat show in Annapolis and some, a hurricane came through and banged up the hole a little bit and they had patched the paint on it and the gel coat and the paint had faded differently. It didn't bother me the day we bought the boat, but the more time went on, it was like I could never make the boat look like it ought to look. And so we, we decided this past year, because we weren't sure COVID was going to let us go into Canada, we decided to take the year and have the boat painted. So we were in Marathon last March, and we left there and went to Stewart, and the boat stayed there from uh, the 1st of April through the 
first, well, we brought it back to Marathon in November. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we spent a lot of time in Stewart this past year working on boat projects. And, and, and getting to learn the boat, you know, painting the outside, but also just making it ours. Mm-hmm. The other lesson that I would say is <laughs> it has taken us three years to learn this boat. Just a lot of systems, and I recommend we we have been we were dealing with aging parents at the time we bought this boat. My father had just died in early nineties. He was he was in his he was ninety one years old. My mother lived near us. They were both in a nursing home, and then Doris's mother was there too, and she was ninety five, and and so we 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 were committed to taking care of them. And, and Darcy's mother finally passed away in March of 2020 and mine in, in 2018. So we had plenty of time to learn the boat while uh, taking care of them. So really all that was kind of like a blessing from the standpoint that we, we got to learn the boat. We could take little trips, but we were committed and dedicated to taking care of all three of our parents. So um, it all, you know, it all works out. The, the, the bottom line is there's a lot to learn on a big boat like this, and, and I would hate to just take off and try to uh, do yep. the loop, having bought it last week or last month. Yeah, and it's it's always good when I hear seasoned boaters like yourselves say that it still took them a few years to, you know, fully understand the systems of the boat and how to handle the boat. Um we do have people who, you know, don't have a whole lot of boating experience by their boat and, and leave shortly after that. And it can be done safely, but it's a much steeper learning curve. Um, and I, some of them find that they end up paying a little bit more for things that need to get fixed because they've already left. <laughs> and if you're um, shaking out all those issues on the front end before you leave your home area, you, you have the same mechanics you can deal with repeatedly if you can't fix things yourself to get the boat exactly where you want it before you leave. And I think there's a lot to be said for that is, is having a mechanic who knows the boat pretty well. It's not to say it can't be done. Um, but like you know, some advice like from, trusting. yeah, it, it, it becomes exactly. like trusting and, and more confidence in what, in what you're doing. Exactly. So that's not to say that it can't be done safely if you get the boat and, and leave shortly thereafter. Um, but it is also nice to hear those who, who like to take that time and really really learn the boat. So besides the paint, which you've already mentioned, any other um, upgrades or modifications that you did that you just felt would make it your own or make it more loop ready for you? Yeah, so we uh, we bought the boat in Jacksonville, moved it to Southport, North Carolina, and let that be our home base for a couple of years. And uh, we moved the boat up in June of 18 and in July of 18, lightning struck uh, the mast of the sailboat and slipped right next to us and it damaged our electronics. So we were able to let the insurance company help us replace the 2003 vintage electronics with 2019 vintage electronics. Uh, We also, uh, this boat is, you you can't see backwards from the pilot house. Mm -hmm. And while we had the marriage savers on, it was still hard for me to even even being high school sweethearts. <laughs> it, was, it was still hard for me. And 48 to, years of marriage, it, it can it can work on you. <laughs> so we bought a, we bought one of the dock paint remote control systems that lets me get out of the pilot house and down on the deck, the boat to, to see what we're doing. Uh, the batteries had to be replaced. I think there's 15 batteries on this boat. Mm-hmm. 
we took out the uncomfortable built-in L-shaped sofa and replaced it with two recliners. Mm-hmm. Two made, lazy boy recliners that are just wonderful. It, that's it's it's like we have at home. So it's it's um, should I say we're recliner people? But it is we do enjoy, we do enjoy them. Yeah, we installed a router and MIMO antenna and, and got cell coverage now so that we can work from the boat. Um, and yeah, we we we're really enjoying the boat at this point in time. Yeah. So um, final question. This one's for Doris. Um, You both said that um, really Jeff was kind of immediately sold on the Great Loop and it took you a little bit more time. When was it that you really decided that this was for you and and what was it that led to that decision? Uh, Well, it definitely it was something that he was working on and then brought to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy I guess we started out in Southport. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting the people, just the the people, the friendliness, the community. Um, And then when we started out, it'd be, I don't want to say how that sounds like a getaway, but it would be because we were caring for for parents Mm -hmm. and we'd have family come in, take care of them. It was a, it was a getaway. So it became a, um, it's just a place to relax and, be away, be on the water. I find the water is so um, therapeutic <laughs> or it's Absolutely. just, it, yeah. it, it's just wonderful just to watch. And, and yeah. the sunsets, as everyone knows, it's just, it's just beautiful. So it, it, and then as far as doing the loop, um, you know, my thing is just one step at a time and, and mm-hmm. you know, our plan is to do the loop and our health and everything stays well, that that's what we're going to do. So I'm looking forward to it. And and leaving with everybody like we saw uh, at that rendezvous, yeah. I think that would just be that that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And so, do you plan to do the loop in about a year, keeping that kind of seasonal pattern, or do you think you'll split it up differently than that? Uh, we 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 we're going to try to do it in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, I do have some work. I, I investigate accidents for a living and as an engineer and, and I have some trials that I have to testify in this next mm-hmm. year. I'm trying not to take any cases as sort of a sabbatical this, this year, yeah. but we do have to stop and take care of some of these things that are on the calendar that just won't go away till we do them. So, sure. <laughs> but that's just go to a marina and get on a plane and go do that work and come back. Fortunately, in this business, they don't really care where you live or work. Right. And so we can do that. And I'm very comfortable staying on the boat. I mean, you know, you, you meet friends and it's, sure. it's just like, um, it, it's very nice. I have no trouble with that. I think our time on the Rossboro helped Doris develop that confidence, too. I think but, so, yeah. You know, we, we would go off for a week and do that. I would say, what if I had to leave and you had to stay in this marina? And said, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. No problem. <laughs> good, so, a good book. <laughs> so we've also, I, I was just going to say, we've also talked that we've driven several times from Marathon to Irmo, South Carolina, and it's about a 12-hour drive. It's right outside of Columbia. And I've, I've, I've tried to point out to her just looking at the Apple Maps and saying, well, this is about as far away as you're going to be on the loop. <laughs> I mean, it's a long haul, and mm-hmm. St. Louis is not that far, and Chicago, you know, is about the same distance. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very true. So when do you uh, currently, I know everything can change on a boat, but what's your current plan in terms of when you expect to leave Marathon? We're going to leave the end of February mm -hmm. and, and start heading north. Uh, you know, it won't take, we want to go to the, to the rendezvous in May. Yeah. Uh, it won't take us two months to get there, but again, I have some work to do in the, right. in the meantime. And one of the things that we've really learned is uh, it's not fun when there's a small craft advisory to go <laughs> around and, yeah. and we want to have the freedom to travel when it's safe and not travel when it's not. Yeah. And I, I love reading on the forums where uh, couples have agreed that we don't leave until both people agree. So exactly. we've kind of taken that philosophy. Yep. I love that and philosophy. One veto is all it takes to not go that day. That's it. That's yep. it. it. Exactly. You know, you just. We, we were in Coinjock last year headed south and we're, you know, it was one of these situations where uh, you need to leave by tomorrow or not go for a week and and we found ourselves with our stomachs in a knot because we couldn't get where we needed to go before we had to go back home to do some business and i told doris this is supposed to be pleasure boating why are That's we right. doing this and That's so right. we just went talked to the marine and said we need to leave our boat here for a month mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know Again, that's part of that learning curve. It is, and it's, it's great to have those options and to think them through exactly. and come up with a better plan. So, right. and I think will... right now we're just more in a flexible place in our life. Yes, yeah, and and flexibility on the loop certainly makes it more pleasurable. So, um, <laughs> exactly. Jeff and Doris Warren, it has been a, a pleasure speaking with you and then learning more about your boat and the process you went through to find it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yes, and I will. See you along the water, and, and thanks to everyone who has joined us today listening and watching. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.